Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estates. And my name is Megan Eanes, a local real estate agent for 20 plus years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you, and we want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. Well, once again, how are you, Megan? I'm great. Back at it. Did you have a good week? Memorial Day? Uh, yes, Memorial Day was great, because I mentioned last time that we were going camping. Yep. Um, we camped on a friend's property, yep. which was probably it's just a, such a great experience. So, so all, a- all of the... the dreams came true for you. It was good weather. It was good location. They did. And I actually got to do some things in Winchester that I hadn't done. I've never been to Bonnie Blue before. No. So Sunday, we didn't feel like grilling or cooking. So we went to Bonnie Blue for breakfast on Sunday morning. And it was as amazing as I've heard. That is one of the Um, that is one of the hidden gems of Winchester. And I got a cider mimosa. Really? Yes. Wow. Who'd ever thought? But now I'm, if I have them in the future, I think I'll put apple cider in it again. It was very tasty. <laughs> awesome. Never would have thought about that. Never. But Well, we're in apple country. Yes. Right? So. Actually, and went to Winchester Cider Works on Friday night because it was pouring down rain and camping in the rain. Not so fun. So we figured we'd go to the local cidery. And that, cool. was, that was a really neat experience. It's cool. a great place there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I didn't have as much of adventure, but I did run in the Loudon Mile. Right, so on Monday we did morning. the Loudon Street Mile, and yes, Matt Kilmer and Dave Spence beat me. I couldn't keep up with them running down the hill. They passed me, and it was off the races, and I couldn't. But I beat my time from last year by 11 seconds. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm proud of myself. I don't care. I'm sure there's plenty of other people who can run faster, but I did the best I could, and I beat last year. Right. So getting older and getting better. All and the that same time. was an iconic sponsored event. Yes, it was. So. We were downtown. We had our cornhole boards. We had some things to give away. We we're handing out water. It was a whole scene. I was so. really sorry that I missed it. Yeah, but you were doing other fun yes. camping things. And yeah. then th- uh, this week, it's crazy. Um, my oldest just came home from the Air Force. So cool. he's in a station in Arizona. We uh, picked him up at the airport yesterday. And my uh, other son turns 18 tomorrow and then graduates next Friday. So the next, like, wow. tw- 10, 12 days are just going to be crazy. Wow. Well, speaking of family, my oldest son just got home from a trip to London with Shenandoah University. Oh, wow. And they went to, I think it was eight, maybe nine theater shows in London. The whole purpose is called a gel trip where they they have a fancy kind of way of getting students out there for really inexpensive price to experience and have educational stuff. And he applied and went with a couple of professors who have really cool backgrounds before they came to Shenandoah and have connections. And in London, they saw like eight or nine different shows, like one or two a day when they were there. Did he have a favorite? He did. He went to see Six, which is a a newer show. It's on Broadway also. It's about um, the six wives of, I think it's Henry VIII, yes. maybe, with some really awesome music, he said. Great mm-hmm. show. He says the best show he's ever seen. And he came from a history of being obsessed with Hamilton. And so... To move into that one to, is just... To have him come right. back and say that was his favorite. I'm like, wow, because I like Hamilton, too. Mm-hmm. That's, Me, too. That's, that's one that I would like to see. So, you know, he then instantly, without jet lag or anything, has to go to work. You know where his work is? Shenandoah Summer Music Theater. He gets to go work at SSMT, Shenandoah Summer Music Theater, right away. 
and is doing behind the scenes stage management kind of stuff. And yes, he has a history with SSMT. He grew up when he was younger, was one of the kids in some of the shows, was in Oliver, was one of the, the lead boys in Mary Poppins, was in um, blanking out on some of the other ones that he's been in. It'll, it'll come to me, but two or three shows that he did. Um, and then he also played music in the pit, and now he's doing behind the scenes stuff. So what is he majoring in? He has a double major of dance and stage management. Oh, um, and so awesome. he is so over, I mean, his day and his schedule is like out of control, but he's the kind of person that's like, I love it. Let me keep doing it. You know, I don't need downtime. Just right. there's, put me to sound, work there's no boredom. And do it. it sounds like that's going to happen yeah. in, in that position or yeah. that major music man. That was the other one he was in as okay. well. So I, okay. I, I needed to at least put that out there right. for him. Well, with that being said, we have an awesome interview because Tyson is now working for this person that we're about ready to introduce. Her name is Liz Albert, and she has an enormous history of being a part of the theater world, but also being here in town. You get a chance to hear her story, but then also what's coming up for the summer theater. Right. You've been to those shows. Yes, right? I have many times. Yeah. I love them. So I'm excited about hearing all behind the scenes stuff with Liz Albert. So here's our conversation with her. Well, we're here with Liz Albert from SSMT. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So exciting to be here. And, you know, it was almost a last minute thought for us to reach out to you. And we're super fans of the theater. Yeah. Both, both of us. Both of us are. Mm -hmm. And so to have you here to talk about what's coming up in the summer, I'm really excited. Before we get into the shows, let's just learn a little bit about you. Yeah. So tell us where you're from, how long <laughs> you've been in town. Sure. Well, I'm actually from Winchester originally. Um, yep. I grew up here and I went to school at Shenandoah and um, I left for a time after college and I came back in 2013. So I've been in my position since 20, late 2014. Okay. So just over seven years. So, so give us your position too. Sure. Like, yeah. 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 I'm the managing director of Shenandoah Summer Music Theater and the operations manager for theater production. Production in Shenandoah Conservatory. So that's full time. Yes. Because <laughs> it's not just the summer. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have these dual hats of mm -hmm. being in the school during the school year and then when the summer kicks in. Right. You get the shows. So it's kind of, I, you know, the simple version is when somebody asks me what I do, I say, I manage the theater productions at Shenandoah. Mm -hmm. That's sort of the overarching thing. So um, anything sort of business oriented or organizational, um, that's sort of my end of things. Um, and in the summer, that also involves being a company manager. It involves being, um, I manage front of house, um, the patron experience, um, and marketing um, promotions, all that stuff Neat. as well. So. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm sure that's challenging to get the word out and yeah. be kind of the marketing person. It is, but we have, you know, we have great bones. Kind of, you know, we've got great things already laid out, so we just sort of follow the pattern in a lot of ways. But then we do a little bit more for the summer because it is a specialized um, series. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're gonna have people like my parents who have been going 
since probably the early mid 80s, something like that. So you don't need to market to people like that that have been going for years. (laughs) They know they seek it out. So I know that that helps. Yeah. And hopefully, like you said, um, kind of when we were talking off camera, your parents are bringing somebody with them, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're a a lot of our subscribers are some of our best word of mouth. You know, they they help us spread the word, which is great. Um, This theater has been in business since 1984. So it's over, you know, over 35 years. And um, did I do the math right? Yes. Uh, Okay. Good. Good. (laughs) We missed a few there with pandemic. And so I'm like, I'm off count a little bit. But um, yeah, it's been a longstanding um, sort of pillar of the community. And a lot of people know what we do. But then uh, there are a lot of people who don't. And there are people who are new to the area. So um, we try and do what we can to get the word out in a lot of different ways and hopefully reach people. Yeah. So what did you go to school for? Um, I studied studied musical theater. um, And I got a certificate in vocal performance as well. So um, at the time, the degree was much more music focused. Mm -hmm. um, And so I did um, all of the musical theater courses, but then I also studied classical repertoire and did a classical mm-hmm. uh, recitals as well. Yeah. Now talk a little bit about your family. Sure. Uh, the history yeah. of yes, I do. theater. <laughs> I so. was just saying um, I grew up on campus because yeah. um, my parents both taught at Shenandoah um, when I was a kid, and um, my family is very musical. We have lots of um, instrumentalists in the family and singers in the family. And my dad um, taught at Shenandoah for 43 years um, and just retired in 20. 2017 uh-huh. um, and he was a composition teacher he conducted the musicals and um, eventually he was the producing artistic director of Shenandoah Summer Music Theater um, when he retired so. so anybody who's been in town for numerous years right. has heard of Tom Albert right yes, yes. or seen the back of his head seen the least, back of his right? head yes <laughs> so, and you also had that fun growing up to kind of I'm sure get that behind the scenes yeah look at the um, productions. Yeah. I, I remember um, when I was little, um, when I was a kid and it first started, um, I think there was one show that I did not see for one reason or another. But until I graduated college, you know, I saw everything um, or was a part of um, the shows. I worked as an usher. Mm. I played in the pit because I was an instrumentalist yeah. in a former lifetime. Yeah. Um, and then when I was uh, a kid, I was on stage sometimes as a child actor and then went to school. So I have seen all of the rooms that there are to see yeah. <laughs> dealing with the theater. Yeah. Um, it's a great experience. And to... you know my son. Yes. And, and so he I was just at... texting with him Good. a moment ago. <laughs> Good. He's checked into work. Yes, right. He's um, at work today. He has the same kind of background. And yep. I've asked him this question before. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been in the pit, if you've been mm-hmm. behind the house, if you've been on the stage, what do you find the most enjoyable for yourself? Mm-hmm. What are you passionate about? Well, you know, I started out as an instrumentalist. I played violin and piano, and violin was kind of my main instrument, and so that's what I played in the pit. But back in the old theater, the pit was um, not sunk quite as low, and I could, from my vantage point on the right side, the um, stage right side of the pit, I could look over my left shoulder as I was playing mm-hmm. and watch the show. So I was always very interested in the show. Mm-hmm. I was always interested in the acting and the costumes and the singing and the dancing. And when I started to find my feet as a singer, as an actor, you know, in middle school and high school, it was clear to me that that was my passion and what I was really interested in. But I know that my background in music gave me a huge leg up in, you know, my background as an instrumental allowed me to be a better singer and a better musician. Um, And also, like, for Tyson, he's able to understand 
all of the different facets yeah. and to really not live in your own little silo, but to really understand this is a, it's a collaborative art. You know, we cannot do anything unless we have all people in all areas working together. I and, find that so valuable mm-hmm. too, because if you have isolation where people in the tech world or in mm-hmm. the sound booth don't have an appreciation for what happens on stage and vice versa, sure. you have tensions. Yes. I mean, there's going to be, you know, my way is the highway, you know. Right. Well, that's not the phrase, right? But well, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, there, you need to be able to work together. Right. And the more that people have lived in that world, the better For off sure. the show's going to be. For you're sure. going to know what you need on stage. If you're on mm-hmm. stage and then you're up with the lighting, you know, better idea of where the lighting yeah. needs right. to be and how everything works. When I went to school, there was a lot of emphasis on making what we called like sort of a well-rounded theater artist. So as actors, you study, you know, technical design, you work on a stage crew, you work in the costume shop, you work in the scene shop, you learn a little bit of everything because it takes a village and you have to really respect everybody's job in order to expect that they respect yours. Um, And um, so I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it gets lost and we do all work in our own little departments in our own little silos. So the Shenandoah Summer Music Theater is um, what we like to call a professional theater with an educational mission. We're here to develop young artists. Mm -hmm. We're here to help sort of artists who are getting started in the professional world. Um, We bring in um, professional experts to work alongside young people who maybe this is their first job. And so we're really trying to set a culture and set a tone of Mm -hmm. what's it like to work in the professional world in a great environment, in a welcoming environment that allows you to learn as you go, um, but also puts an emphasis on, you know, making sure that you're respecting everybody and respecting the process. I love how it's a training ground, Mm -hmm. but it's a high quality training ground. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're coming just to watch any old show, you're getting a high level production that you would think, okay, this I could see in D.C. or Mm -hmm. in New York or anywhere. And, And so... That's cool that it's a training ground, that it's, you know, you're, you're grooming people for right. even bigger, better things. But what the end consumer sees when people come to a show, they're getting great it's theater, high level. Great it's, they're art. They're high level performances. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's always the hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, I mean, I've fell in love with musicals just from mm-hmm. being, a, you know, watching them as a kid. And sure. I still to this day, if I'm going to go to a play, it, they be, somebody better be singing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if they're not singing, I don't understand. Right, yeah. right. So for you, Liz, mm-hmm. I know that you sometimes are still on the stage. Every now and again, yeah. How do you juggle that? of doing your paid position of managing all the things and being on the stage at the same time? Um, Very carefully. (laughs) Um, We, you know, if that, if the right role and the right time comes up, um, I, you know, I do have sort of a, I can't do the first show. It's too hard. We're Mm. getting the season started. Everyone is new at the beginning, even if they've done the summer before, if they've worked theater before. So getting everything started, teaching that front of house team what they need to do. It's too hard to do that and do something else at the same time but sometimes second or third show you know when things are running smoothly if I have a great assistant you know there's a lot there is a little room to um, step out for some rehearsals and things like that um, which is a lot of fun for me yeah. and I think sometimes fun for the company too because it's like mom's in the room you know? <laughs> <laughs> are you doing anything on stage this summer not this summer okay. um, hopefully in the future but not Good. this summer all right yeah. so now you got up to 
tease us a little bit. Yes. What are we anticipating for the summer? Yeah, so this summer we're doing 42nd Street, um, the bridges in Madison County, and Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Good. So getting back to three shows. Yes, yes. So this is our first three-show season since 2019. Mm. And as you said, your son is at work today, so yep. our, our staff started yesterday. The technical staff arrived and started work yesterday. And it feels a little surreal because we haven't done this, you know, the full season in three years, yeah. um, which... We're very excited, but it also feels a little surreal. So cramming in three shows. Yes. So just give us a taste of the behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what happens leading up to the show, and sure. then what? Ha- how do you build up to the show after that? Yeah. So our tech staff starts first, um, and they come in about three to three and a half weeks before opening night, and they start. Um, building the scenery and painting the drops and things. And then our costume crew comes in about a week later and lighting crew comes in then as well. And then the actors arrive two weeks before opening. So each show gets two weeks of rehearsal. Um, And when you get into the second and third show, they're rehearsing something while they are performing the other show. So that's insane. Yeah, (laughs) that's impressive. It's it sounds terrible and um, it's exhausting, but it's an exhilarating kind of exhausting. So is that a model that is done in other mm-hmm. parts of the country where people do that yeah. on a regular basis? This is traditional summer stock. Yeah. Um, I don't know that this is something that happens like during the rest of the year, but it's traditional summer stock to do, to kind of cram things in mm-hmm. and rehearse something while you're performing something else. Sometimes they do things, um, what's called in rep. Um, so they'll rehearse three shows and throughout the week, it might be that Wednesday you're doing one show, Thursday you're doing another one, Friday you're doing, and that boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would keep everything straight. It at least with doing things back to back, you can sort of like <laughs> flush everything and learn the next thing, yeah. you know. And that's not what they would be getting in the real world. I mean, I guess if you're a traveling tour or if you're on Broadway, you're doing the same show pr- pretty much. So this is almost like a crash course on, yeah. on just the busyness of things right. and overloading to when you are in the real world and you've graduated or you move sure. on. Like, it's, it shouldn't be that difficult, I would think. No, I'm I mean, not... this is definitely a young person's game, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you have to just, you have to learn so much so fast. Keep it in your body if it's dance steps. Keep it in your voice if it's vocal. Um, but the the exciting thing is that, um, you know, for people who are majoring in theater, they're doing this already. They go to class all day mm, long. Right. They're learning things in their classes. They're memorizing their scenes. They're learning dance combinations. And then they have a rehearsal for their show at night. So it is essentially is stock theater because they're learning while they're doing something else and having to kind of wear different hats. Hmm. So, um, you know, our college aged um, actors are very experienced at this. Yeah. So now it's not all college again. So it's more than just training because you're bringing in the the professionals, I guess. Right. Walk us through that process of bringing on other people outside of the school. Sure. So in each department, we have um, like a three-tier system. And there's an intern entry level for somebody who is maybe a freshman or sophomore just getting started. We have an intermediate level for somebody maybe who's just graduated, graduating, um, or is studying, getting their master's maybe, um, especially in the technical design areas. And then we have sort of a a top-tier level, which is somebody who's got some experience, maybe has their MFA or has been out in the business for a while. So in each department, you've got people who can help kind Mm. of educate and train, and you've got people who are kind of learning from the ground up. We hold auditions um, online. Mm. Um, So um, 
that's open to anyone for the entire two months that we have auditions and they can video submit. We hold auditions. We go to several um, other universities and audition at those universities like Baldwin Wallace and the University of Michigan just to get some um, other student-aged people from other programs, which helps um, everybody have a really good broad experience because you're getting people from different backgrounds together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hold auditions in New York. Um, so we mm. post on Broadway World or Playbill mm. and uh, post different roles. And then we will see their initial auditions and call them back and, you know, come in and see four people for the lead in Bridges of Madison County or something like that. So, Neat. Be- yeah. Because, I mean, obviously every show has different roles, different mm-hmm. parts, different ages yes. that you need. Right. And so you're looking to fill certain roles. Right. So we have a company um, of ensemble who will be in all three or in two out of the three. But then for each show, we bring in a set of guest artists who are just there for one mm-hmm. show. So Yep. Neat. So give us a taste also of how you choose the shows, because the listening audience is always in anticipation (laughs) Mm -hmm. of what's What's coming up in the summer. And there is going to either be, oh, yes, I love that show. or Oh, I've never heard of it before. Mm -hmm. So what goes on behind the scenes leading up to that? Yeah. So we try to pick something from maybe traditional musical theater canon. So this year, that's um, 42nd Street. Mm -hmm. Um, We like to pick something that has some active dancing. There are a lot of people who Mm -hmm. are really big musical theater fans, but they really want to see some dancing. Um, We try and pick something that's family friendly. Sometimes it's a very children specific show like um, Shrek or Cinderella or something Mm -hmm. like that. But sometimes it's something like The Sound of Music, which is family friendly, but not necessarily written for children. Um, And then we try and pick something a little bit more contemporary. So this year that's Bridges of Madison County, um, which is by Drayson Robert Brown. So it has a different sound. It has a different style of script, just a little balance. Um, it's a drama versus a comedy Um, so we try and sort of make Mm. sure we have something for a little bit of everything cover Mm. cover the bases yeah and are there different rules and regulations of like when shows come out of like what you can choose to do and yeah and and there's not competition around us yep so every show we have to apply for licensing and there are different licensing companies that own the rights to different shows and it's funny you know we had planned Cinderella for our 2020 season we have been trying to get the rights to Cinderella for five years <laughs> you know but there was a touring company and then mm-hmm. and then and then and then and we couldn't get the rights we finally got it for 2020 and then yeah. but at least we oh. had it for this year so um so yeah things that are um on a national tour or are still alive on Broadway may not be available for licensing. So I know sometimes people say, well, why can't you do, you know, Hamilton? It's not available. Right. <laughs> right. Know? That would be amazing. Yes. When will it be available? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a great question. Right. right. Well, yeah. it seems to be doing just fine where it is. So that's not going to be available for regional theaters anytime soon. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. would be really challenging to pull off anyway. Sure. Yeah. You know, it might have to be a Hamilton-only summer the year that we do that one. Yeah, that would that would be cool. Yeah. That would be, right. That right. Would be you, awesome. You said okay. it now. I did. Now I did. you got to make it happen. I did. Don't tell my colleague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, walk us through one final question for mm-hmm. us. So at the end of the season, you know, 
the, the students are all worn out, you know, do they get credit? Do they get mm-hmm. grades? Do they like, ha- what's yeah. that kind of experience like at the end sure. when it's all done? So this is, we are a professional theater. Every position is paid. Okay. So everybody is making some kind of money. Now it's an intern level money. Yes. But it's, um, everybody walks away with a stipend. So they um, are getting paid throughout the season so that they can exist. We provide housing in the university dormitory. So they're really, their only expenses are living expenses. Um, And some students at other universities will have, like if they're working in an intern position, they'll have something with their school that they need us to fill out to verify that they did their internship. Um, But that's kind of up to each individual program. That's not something that we provide. It's something that the schools provide. So, yeah, they walk away with a professional credit Mm. on their resume, um, and they get to list their roles, their understudy positions, um, the jobs that they did. You know, for tech theater, they could list, like we have general technical interns who work in every single shop and will serve on the run crew for the show. So you might have somebody, you know, Tyson might be able to Mm. write down and say, that he's worked in the paint shop and in the scene shop and construction. Oh, and, and he will. You know, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and he ran flies and he yeah. ran a spotlight. And, you know, so they get sort of all of those credits from what they what they did all summer. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And I think that there's just valuable experience. But again, what we're talking about is really for the listening audience, for mm-hmm. people who are coming. And so the experience of going to a show and seeing the high quality, high level performances three shows this year is exciting. So what can you um, share with our listening audience of how they can get involved? Where do they go? How do they find tickets? Sure. Is there money that that you would love to raise for donations and fundraising? So (laughs) give us kind of your overall marketing pitch. Um, So our website is ssmtva.com. Dot org, mm-hmm. And that has everything on there, um, how to purchase tickets, how to get involved. But the, the few ways that I would say is that if um, folks are already fans of SSMT, um, we'd love for them to be involved in our summer circle. Mm-hmm. Um, our group of volunteers kind of provides hospitality for the company while they're here. We have about 125 people who come from not here, Mm -hmm. you know, and live in a dorm. Um, So we have to provide things like, um, for some people, we have to provide bedding and towels and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Snacks and coffee are always welcome. That is, we live off of that all summer long. Um, We provide some meals throughout the summer on long tech days and things like that. You know, they can't go eat while they're in curlers or whatever. So we, we feed them at the theater. So there are mm. ways to kind of support that kind of thing. Mm. We have um, local businesses who um, sponsor, help sponsor the seasons, mm-hmm. and that really helps us offset. You know, our um, ticket revenue covers less than half of what it costs to produce the season. Mm. So we keep our ticket prices low, as low as possible, but things cost money. And the biggest thing that we spend on is making sure everybody gets paid mm-hmm. for their time as a professional, making sure they get housed um, and that eats up a lot of our budget and then you think about things like um, the cost of lumber and the sure. cost of building supplies oh, these right. days yeah. it is astronomical yeah. you know and we're really looking at like okay if we buy this sheet of plywood then we have to cut something over here you know so uh, we really do appreciate support from the community mm-hmm. this has always been a vibrant part of the Winchester community as somebody who's grown grown up here um, and it's it's because that we have great support from the community whether that's financial yeah. it's coming to see the shows it's bringing their friends um, whatever that is we really appreciate it bust those people in yeah that's right bring them bring them from out of town (laughs) yeah well as we're wrapping up we always ask our guests Mm -hmm. five iconic questions okay so 
just first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Very simple, no pressure. So question number one is, what's one of your favorite restaurants in town? Um, I love Oakstone Pizza. Oh, oh they are they are yeah. good. I'm going there yep. this afternoon for a meeting. Oh, of as course. I use quotes, yeah. it is it is a meeting, but couple hour meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Question number two. Uh, what is something you love about your neighborhood? Oh, I live near Hanley, and I love that it feels like I can be in a city park just by walking the campus. So I love being able to have that access to that green space, yep. big old trees and everything. So I love that. The downtown feels yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Third question. So why is Winchester a great place to live? Yeah. Um, I obviously have history here, but I lived in a big city for a long time and I didn't realize how much tension I was holding until I came back home and was like, wow, I can get things done it's so easily and people are friendly. But there are, it doesn't feel like a tiny town. It feels right. like, you know, um, there are things to do, places to go, great restaurants to eat at, you know, fun things happening. But it feels so manageable. Yep. And I know, you know, my friends with kids and everything just love it as a place to raise kids. Yep. Well, and speaking of friends, where do you meet or spend time with your friends in Winchester? Um, at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I would say that, a, you know, a large amount of my friends are either friends from work or friends that I have kept since being a kid and growing up here. Lots of my high school group of friends were still really close. So we that's call really, you a townie. Yes, right. I, I am a townie. In fact, yes. Now, did you graduate? Right. This is, this yes. is part four, part B. Yes. So the question, yes. did yes. you go to handling? Yes, okay. I'm a JHHS. Gotcha. Yep. Awesome. Yes. Yep. All right, so this is the toughest question for a town. Okay. Last one, fifth one. <laughs> What's one of Winchester's hidden gems? Oh. Mm. What do you think people don't really know about that they um, should? Or they I don't know that it's more? hidden, but I think it is amazing how much history is here and the more you dig into things the more you find and the stories that are told and especially with the advent of the internet and everything just so much has come out you know even from when I was a kid just the my understanding of our role in the Revolutionary War mm. and the role of this area in the Civil War and um, everything since the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley has some amazing exhibits with that tell the history of this area. And I just every time I read something or learn something, I'm just I'm marveled and amazed yeah. at how much is here and what a huge part it played in sort of the growth of the country, which is it's true. Wild. Right, it yeah. is true. Yeah. I remember going when I lived in uh, Chicago and I'm pulling in and it said, you know, Evanston established 1886. And I was like, we already did two wars by 1886, right. you know? Like, yeah, we're doing theater shows about what happened yeah, exactly. in 1886. Here. Yes, All right. So. Well, you are a wealth of knowledge. So thank you so much yeah, for thank being you for here. Having me. Give us one last plug. What okay. are the three shows again? 42nd Street, mm -hmm. The Bridges of Madison County, yep. and Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. And when do they start? Yes. First performance is June 30. Each show runs for two weeks, so it's June 30 through August 7. We have mm -hmm. six weeks of performances. Yep, and ssmtva.org. You got it. That's the website. Go yes. see all the things. Well, yeah. Liz, thanks so much Thank for being you. here. Thank We're excited so about seeing all the shows. So, All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that was exciting. That I, was that was really wonderful. I'm so glad to have her on here. She crammed in so many answers and just thoughts and just we got behind the scenes. We got what to look for down the road. You know, it, I, I like her. She's cool. I've known her for a while. And so my um, background is when Tyson was doing those shows early on, we instantly got involved because my wife and I, we like the arts. We like theater and being a small town. This is this, this is, is the it. thing to do. Right. 
And so we instantly got involved in the summer circle. And it is fun to deliver brownies and snacks and donuts and coffee you know, along the way and kind of just be there behind the scenes and see what happens and how they scramble and work so hard to get that end result done. It's so impressive. See, I didn't know about the summer circle. And I think that would be great to get involved in, especially even with my kids, mm-hmm. to have them be able to kind of see it behind the scenes yeah. and participate. I say them. My 13-year-old would probably be the one that would go with me. Yeah. Um, she She's that one, actually. She's been going to these since she was probably two or three to cool. see these. My parents have always taken her and... Um, we're we're really lucky to have been involved in the yeah. in the theater in that way to be able to see it, and we're so lucky to have such an amazing production right. that that's here. Yep. And, um, that's what that's that's my big takeaway. Whenever I talk to people about it, it's like you you guys don't really understand. It's high quality stuff, right. which is great. So just a quick segment of like what did we learn? You already shared a little something about the summer circle, but. You go first, Megan. What was your takeaway and what did you learn from Liz? Uh, uh, she amazed me by all the hats that she wears and all the hats that she has worn over the years. And it sounds like she is a perfect person for her position mm-hmm. because she has basically done, it seems like, almost every other job that's been there. Right. So what a great person to have in that position because it just makes you so much better with the yeah. people working for you. Yeah. And I learned just some of the nuances of what goes on behind of getting a show that that was one of the questions that I kind of knew an answer to but I wanted to hear from her of you know okay how they were fighting for Cinderella for five years mm-hmm. and couldn't get it and then landed in 2020 couldn't do it then and now they were able to stick it out but just the it's not just pulling names out of a hat and I know in years past I've actually seen a survey at the end of the season in their bulletin of like give us a those. give us a survey of what would you want to see I'm sure they they want to please the audience but at the same time you've got to like do a lot of due diligence behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to make it happen so that's impressive and I also like the having unique shows so if you are doing three shows in the summer have something that's a traditional one that people know already have one for families and kids Mm -hmm. and then one that is a little more edgy and so I like the variety I can't believe I mean absolutely blew my mind that they are rehearsing for the other shows sometimes both of them while performing the current one. That, it's insane. How you don't just, you know, end up saying lines from a completely different play, <laughs> that would probably be me. Why I'm yeah. not in the theater. But, I mean, they're prof- they're they're on their way to being professional. Some of them are. Um, it's just such yep. a great program. Well, we'll say it again. Go to the website, get your tickets, and support the arts. And, yeah, join the Summer Circle. Right. Help them out. I think I will. I know. So that is, I mean, that is one of the key things that I think our family has had an opportunity to do together um, is is just volunteering and serving and dropping off the things and either with my son being there and seeing him or him kind of helping and serve and support in that way. It's just a great opportunity all around. Right. Easy to do. So, well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope that you learned something, as we did on today's episode and really look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Until next time, stay iconic. Iconic.